I mean, can you believe it's been like eight years we haven't talked? I know, but you know, eight is a powerful number, man. You know, eight is a powerful number. Build and destroy also means infinity. So we right on time. That's perfect, man. So how, how does how does ninety eight sound to you? Because your episode ninety eight on We Go In and Presents, how, what, what kind of significance can you find in ninety eight? So nine represents born, right? Which means to bring things into existence physically or mentally. Eight is build or destroy means you build on the positive and destroy the negative. One and seven, nine plus eight is 17. It still adds up to eight again, no matter what. No doubt, man. So, so, so 98 is not a bad number for you then, huh? Not at all. Man. So Elo, man, we go way back, man. I mean, we were posting your music on hip hop or on, on, we going in, I should say back in 2015, Ooh. man. Uh, and Ooh. I thought you were dope then, man. think you're dope now. Um, but obviously, I stopped posting a ton of stuff on on the site, like just running it like a blog style it was just like too too much time for you know um, the effort and whatnot. But I know you've been staying putting stuff down, man. So uh, from 2015 to 2023, man, like how have you stayed fresh? How have you stayed getting better, man? Like what's been your secret? Uh, I think well, I know the secret, the secret to it all is is to stay relevant and is to work, put the work in. Is to ignore the distractions and, and and strive to always stay in relevancy of what it is that you're trying to do or you're striving to do rather. So whatever it is that you see your goal, when you see your purpose, you identify said purpose, you just walk on it, run in it, live in it, fall in it, experience it all the way through until you get to your goal. And that's it. At least that's what's for me. So what's your goal right now musically? And, and has that goal changed from when you started to today? It definitely has. Um, you know, when I first started doing music, it was just, you know, the allure of it, you know, the love of it, the actual, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing what I love to hear. I'm not only a fan of it, I'm a participant in it now. Um, I think the other thing that, changes in that is that as you become more interested in the music from going from I'm the nicest or trying to be the best, you strive to have legacy, generational wealth and legacy. You know, that's what you're striving to do in this catalog. And <clears throat> therefore, when you go from legacy and catalog, you start understanding the business side of it. So you go from a fan to a participant to an actual, you know, contributor to a businessman, and that's where I'm at in this right now. The business side of it is really what's uh, what it goes hand in hand with legacy. And how do you prevent the business side from impacting the art too much? You got to have balance. <clears throat> I know it's a simple answer, and I know it's a simple word and expression, but the balance is true, meaning that you have to have discipline and balance. Excuse me. Discipline and balance is how you do it. And what I mean by that prime example is every Monday, I have something called Media Mondays, where I'm following up on emails, setting things up, registering songs with my, you know, BMI or ASCAP, whatever I'm doing, using that time, uh, you know, setting, you know, what needs to be posted on what day this, you know, you have to, you have to discipline yourself and you have to balance yourself. So Monday is my you know, my online day. 
Well, I'm on on every day, but, you know, Monday is the key day. After all the work is done Monday, then I, you know, participate in whatever else I got to do. So you have to balance yourself. No doubt. I I think that's amazing, man. And what kind of experiences have you had dealing with the hip-hop media, like good and bad? What's what's been the successes for you? Like, what's been the challenges? Uh, The the success is is always establishing a, a good rapport with, you know, persons such as yourself and other great media outlets. And really that caters to the actual independent underground scene. Um, I don't think, you know, honestly, I can, I can't never say there's a, there's a bad, I don't have a bad, you know, because it's all business and it's all music. You know, I don't, I don't live and die by a subscription or a, a post or, you know, a platform saying this album's great or this the worst album in the world. You know, my job is to create legacy. My job is to create music and, and create sound and give perspective and give and give manifestation to thought and to sound. You know, um, and the challenge is is the challenge I think is to can just the challenge is there's a billion artists out there, so it's always you know my recipe is. It's quality over quantity, you know? And that's how I strive to do my thing. No doubt. That that makes good sense, man. When when you look at that quality, like what's the quality check process like for you? You know, how do you rely on feedback of others? Um, what what process do you go through yourself to determine this song is ready to go or it just needs some tweaks or, hey, this was a good idea. It just didn't work out like it's going in, in the, the archive. Like, how, what's that decision uh, making process like? Um, it usually it usually correlates with my state of mind, the time when that I made it in and who's around when I did it. You know, I'm really, really, really close to the chest with music until it's time to let it go because I try to nurture it as, all, as best as I can. I don't want, I don't, I strive not to have a polished sound because life is not polished. You know, like my sound is a reflection of my state of thinking and, and, and my state of living or things that I've experienced or some someone in my lineage has experienced. My job as an orator is to tell the story from my perspective, how I see things. So I don't really, you know, I, I don't really think about uh, uh, the process too heavy. You know, I, I just let it go when I feel it's time to let it go. You know, I ba- I may bounce a song off someone. I mean, you know, there was a time where I would have a group session and let, you know, members of the group listen to it. But now I'm in I'm in such a, a zone that I think if I accumulated a certain fan base where if I nurture that fan base, I think I'm great. You know, I mean, I'm in a good position by that, what I mean. And if I gain new followers from my sound, then that's even better. But... You know, I am where I am right now, and I'm striving to be better in all aspects. So just moving forward. The best answer is to move forward. No doubt. And, you know, you released the the Project Pillars, which is like an EP with Recognize Real. How did that come about, and what was it like working with Rec Real on that? Uh, you know, you know, one thing you, you one thing in, in life's journey, anything that you're doing, like say you're in a union for carpenters, say you're in a carpenter union, you may not know everyone in that union hall at first, but eventually you start having cigarette breaks with them, coffee, do jobs, and you begin to know people. It's the same science with hip hop. It's a, it's a union. So it's a 
it's a you know it's like a it's a society right and and the culture first of all and we all live the same way we have a love for this so recognize real is one of those brothers who i met in the journey of this um i had previously did a song with uh on him and my comrade supremes supreme cerebral from the west coast my claw kind of sword brother we he had a song on his album with myself rashid chappelle my my brother and this john robinson aka little Sai from sign to life and supreme and i got on that joint and i met rec real that night and uh we you know we had a good rapport and then he had a solo album and he reached out um i believe the album's called subterranean yeah subterranean obscura and uh <clears throat> i did a joint called pillars for that album which is one of the songs that's on pillars and uh we just hit it off, man. You know, after that, I mean, we just he just told me he he did research on my catalog, loved what he heard, loved you know, and was like, yo, we should put something together. And I was like, all right, and we and then we just initiated the process. And pillars is, you know, it's an accumulation of thoughts and beats and, and perspective. And you know, we we came up with the uh, idealism of that this project is a pillar in the art form. And we have to be pillars and off on with the production and with the lyricism all together. So there's the pillars. That's what it stands for. That's amazing. And you talk about that you are just a poet, scientist, rebel to the core. Like, how do you balance those different identities and really, like, like you, like you referenced earlier, really wearing those different hats? But like, in your approach to making music. Um, those are three different kind of perspectives that really come together nicely um, in, in a song or in a verse. Like, how do you balance that? Um, I think the balance is life. You know, I mean, one day I'm, one day I'm in the park, in in botanical garden, or I'm middle, I'm in the middle of of, of a, a very dangerous area. And I'm, I have a pen and pad out, and I'm writing my thoughts on what I see. That's the poet side of it, you know. Like everything is, everything is, 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 is a lesson in description. I'm writing things down, right? Some days I'm figuring out, you know, what what science, you know, science is the what the art form of different formulas put together to have an equation solved. IST is just the perfection of. So I'm solving things, so I could be. I'm a scientist at stopping brothers from killing each other or I'm a scientist from, you know, how do I, you know, court a woman or a scientist, how to figure out, you know, the physics of whatever's going on, you know, like whatever's going on in the world. And then I'm a rebel to the, I rebel against tyranny and oppression and I, I rebel against, I can't and I rebel against, uh, you won't be able to do this or shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's what I rebel against. If you understand what I mean, you know? No doubt. And I appreciate how you show vulnerability in your music, you know, when you're talking about yourself and really your experiences. Like, where does that come from, that that ability to really be vulnerable on a record and give people, like, your true self? Um, I, have a, I have a multitude of influences. Um, and those influences bear their soul. Like, Gil Scott Harris bears the soul. Johnny Cash bears the soul. Uh, you know, like, Lead Belly, uh, Alan Wolf, or or Archie Shep, or or Lionel Richie, or or Marvin Gaye, or 
the great, you know, Matume, or there's, there's people that bear their soul, and and that's where you relate. If a person, if a person can relate to your, your, you know, your victory, or your struggle, or your pain, then you have a, you have a fan, and you have a supporter. Plus, people are police or people are non-conforming to lies. You know, you, they know truth. You like, like you as even as a writer, you know a truth when you hear it. You know, someone's really being authentic, who has authenticity, or somebody that's dealing with fool's gold. I always want to give the listener, you know, in this state of me, being a man right now, I'm in catalog. You have to write your life. You know, this is my key to immortality, man. You know what I mean? This is my. This is the way I etch myself in the stars. So 60 or 80 years from now, someone pick it up or whatever whatever way they're going to be consuming music. They hear me, they say, hmm, I can, oh, okay, that was what he's like when he was going through that. Okay, yeah, that, that time frame was like this, hmm, you know? So it's just hieroglyphics and the hope they can decipher it. That's really cool, man. Do you feel like your listeners take that time to decipher and that they really dig into music the way you want them to? Or do you find that listeners miss some of the Easter eggs that you might be hiding in your lyrics? I don't think that's my job to decipher that. You know what I'm saying? I think it's my job is to paint and hang it on the wall and move on. I think whatever way they perceive it is is the great, is the, that's the journey. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, that's the, that's what you get out of it as a, as a consumer and as a person that's receiving it, you know, like I think, but I do, I do get, I do get, um, different levels of recognition and people like I'll meet somebody and they will, they'll bring up a song from some album I completely forgot about. And they'll say, yo, you said, da, 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 da. what'd you mean by that? And I have to really go through a stargate in my mind real quick. It's like, what the hell was I talking about at the time? You know, like, and then, Oh, this is what I meant, and you know, given that way. So it's always it's both, you know. I guess it's it's not my job, but it's my job when it's presented to me to to break it down, you know. Right, and I would imagine that means a lot too when fans come up to you and they remember certain songs or certain lyrics. Like I would imagine that's probably one of the 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 most rewarding parts of what you do, right? Is is having fans connect on a deeply personal level to something you're saying or a mood you're creating in a song. Absolutely. It is, you know, like it's always, it's always great to be recognized. Like don't let any artist for you want recognition from this. You know, the the accolades are recognition, you know, economic recognition and support, you know, but you do your art, you know, you say something to be heard. And when they hear you and then they can regurgitate what they heard, then it's it's always great to to be honored that way. Just you can't massage the ego too much. You know what I'm saying? Like you just gotta give thanks and 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 keep you know because there'll there'll be times and this is real life. You know, so there'll be times when I'm on the verge of I don't know. I won't say quitting, but I'm in a I'm in a frustrated place, and I'll bump into someone or someone will reach out or send a text or or somebody will buy a CD or say something that pushes me forward. Those are the things that do such like you know. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you find, man, in, in 2023, going into 2024, that you got to do to really catch listeners' ears to really like think about how you get that attention when you look at how many different artists you're competing with across so many different platforms at the same time? Mm. Um, <clears throat> relevancy 
and consistency. You know, talk about what's going on. <laughs> Say something. You know, I think a lot of these platforms and these a lot of these diff, a lot of different uh, websites and record labels. I mean, they're just talking about nothing. You know, like they, they you know, they're paid to talk about nothing. You know, it's not a it's not a coincidence. But you have to be relevant. You know, tell me something. And everything doesn't have to be heavy, because there's a time where I don't care. I don't want to be heavy, you know. But when you have a job and your and what comes out of you from your soul, if that's authentic, you can't lose, man. You know, you, you, that's the way you stay relevant. Like somebody's gonna pick up something, like mm, oh, and, and it'll take them down that trail. You know, they might hear me in 2024, but they might get that 2015 album. You know what I'm saying? Like they might like oh travel all the way back that way and that's my job so just stay relevant yeah the e easier said than done though right man i mean easier said than done when um you know you may put something out may not get the streams you wanted to it may not get the attention you want to like how do you handle setbacks like that to really bounce back and be resilient um i don't see a setback in that situation you know i don't ever see a setback in any piece of creative offering I've done. Am I, can I, can I be, um, can I have a critical judgment on myself? Yes. Can I say, well, maybe I should have did this better. Or maybe next time I'm going to learn from this. You know, as long as I learn from each project what to do better, then I'm, I'm in a great position, you know, because that's one of the best things about being independent. I can always re-release what I want with a different touch on it or different artwork or two songs more or a different video. You know, I can do videos from albums I have in 2003 if I choose because it's never a setback as long as I'm moving forward. How can, how can it be a setback? You know, if, if, I'm, if I've created and birthed something new and I'm already past it when you get it. So pillars, when you got pillars, I'm already in 2024 already, you know, musically anyway. So it's never a setback. That's awesome. It's always a learning learning age, you know. No, that's that's a that's a great perspective. I really I really appreciate that, man. And thinking about man, just the way you put that um, jersey down, posse cut together, man. Like I love that song, man. I love it anytime artists show love to Jersey. Um, you know, being I'm, I'm from there and spent a lot of time growing up there. Uh, how'd you get that together, man? Like, like I love that Ransom's on there, but I'm probably even more excited that Nucci Reo's on there just because he's somebody who doesn't typically get the recognition I think he deserves. Um, I think it's I think it's the same science. Thank you, um, thank you for that. First of all, and I, I I think it's well I know it's the same formula that I've always chose is about your relationships. Each pro each person I got on you know, on the part one and part two, I have great rapport with. And you build these rapports through music, but also, you know, as just as just comrades in life, like, you know, or, 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 you know, respect each other in life. And I reached out. I wanted to have, you know, each section of, of Jersey represented, you know. I wanted to have each that, you know, that, that I have relationships with. And I think it's very important because in the business, you know, Jersey's always overlooked. However, we have the biggest stars in music, you know, from Frank Sinatra to Whitney Houston to Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi, Joe Piscopo, uh, Joe Pesci, right? Uh, shit. Uh, the Fugees, Redman, 
know anybody, you know, go forever. You can go any genre of music. Someone from Jersey is there, you know. Hell, the first record label, Sugar Hill Records, is in Jersey, you know what I'm saying? Inglewood, New Jersey started there. That's where it was recorded at. So I just did it just as an anthem to show that, like, yo, we we are some of the top. It's a tough area to be an MC or artist of music in. So we, you know, we push forward. We don't get the recognition that I think we do as a as a, a pinpoint spot because we're so close to New York. And when they say, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it bunches in one sentence. But everybody from this side knows that Jersey and New York is totally different. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I mean, there's a, there's a huge difference. And I feel like, I feel like artists from Jersey have a level of understanding like hey we're kind of in new york shadow but there's also like this degree of like i don't like that like and i feel like really? it, it, it's kind of like a realistic balance of of a couple different perspectives there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely definitely and, it and, is i mean shit, you know what part of jersey are you from so i went to high school in point pleasant beach before going to college so i did two years at Point Pleasant Beach and then went to Virginia for college and stayed there for 20 years before moving to the West Coast. Mm. So, you know, for, for, for a fact, that's South Jersey, right? Point Pleasant Beach. Like, kind of like Central, like Exit 98 on the on the parkway? The Garland Parkway, okay. So, you know, that's, that's, that's light years away from Exit 9 off the Turnpike in New Brunswick. Right. Like, but it's still Jersey. Like, so, imagine... Jersey and New York is totally, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have different, and they wouldn't even understand, you know what I mean? They wouldn't even understand. But it's it's all it's all part of the demographics and how the music can be different too, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we, we, we all, we all, I just, I dedicate that song to all the great creators in Jersey, you know? That's what I do. And who do you think are some of the more un- underrated or unspoken artists from Jersey that we should really be paying more attention to? Um, Leah Janae, the singer. My man Left Guns, his daughter. Leah Janae, she's a great singer. She was on a Channel 4 NBC New NBC show, The Song, The Voice. She sung. She's great on there. Um, I mean, there's a multitude of different people. She just came to my head. I don't know why, but she came. She's great. Um, there's a multitude of, of great people. I, I, if I name one, I got to name three million. I would say all the creatives from Jersey that you can easily pinpoint and point your finger to. Um, you know, my man Marquise Moore, who's an actor, young Marquise, he came underneath us in the Angel Clan. You know, now he's a famous actor. Underrated, like, artistry, uh, you know, I, I'll definitely say myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of artists, you know? There's a, a lot of artists. Rest in peace to Rashad son. He was a great underrated artist in Jersey. So I have him on the Jersey Down Part 2 mix. He's on there. He passed away. So. Oh, man, my condolences, man. That that that's, that's sad to hear. Yeah, but he's a great man. He left a great legacy behind. So that's with that, you know, you know, in life, you can learn things about people or about yourself from, from them leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, it's like, damn, all this greatness his brother had, he left, and he's gone. Now, what can I do to further his legacy, my legacy, you know? That's right. why the, the, the EP Pillars is dedicated to him. When those who buy the physical CD, they'll see a dedication to him in the CD. 
the whole CD is dedicated to him. That's awesome. The whole CD. So. That's awesome, man. And, you know, you seem to have uh, a preference for really locking in with one producer for a project, whether you're looking at, like, Clark Connoisseur or, like, The Adept with Giallo Point. Like, what do you find are the benefits of really locking in with one producer for a project, whether it's an EP or an album or like a mixtape feel? I think the I think the benefit of it is that again that relationship. Where's the, where's your relationship at with the person, and where is the time frame in your creativity? Sometimes it's easier for you and I to talk than get on a group chat with forty other people, right? So it's like let's just just share this idea. Oh, you think about this, I think about that. Yo, this is this, you know, and like sometimes the producers don't send five beats, they'll send 40 beats. And before you know it, you got 10, 13 songs that you like from that one pack. Y'all got these 13 songs, I got these 20 songs. Oh, let's do this, you know? But for me and my comfortability, we just have to have a rapport. As long as we have a rapport and that's a good rapport and we have some common ground, then I say, that's a green light, let's go. Let's, let's you know, let's etch our stuff in the stars, you know? And what what are some of the different ways that you found like these collaborations to be successful? Because like, in some ways you're going into their world and they're coming into your world. Like, how do you how do you make that work? Kind of on a case by case basis, almost. Being humble, being humble, and really not and knowing the, the placement of that the art form started with the DJ first, and you you know before the MC was secondary to the DJ or the producer, you know. So I still follow that formula. Like, it's not all about me. It's all about we. What are we going to do, you know? What are your strong points in this? Oh, I'm great at mixing artwork, blah. I can, I got this person. Oh, okay. Then da, da, da. Oh, it excites me when I don't have to drive the car all the time. Like, so, like, the producer might be like, yo, we're going to put this on this song. I feel this. Okay, cool. Let's see if it works. Like, get the mix back. Okay, that works, you know? And also... Everything is not going to be a, an agreeable situation. Not that we're at each other's neck, but everything's not a yes. Sometimes, uh, you know, let's go back. And that's that's including my lyrics. Sometimes, like, yeah, I don't understand what that means. Say this, so it'll be a little bit clearer. Oh, okay. You know? So it really, it really 360s back to the word humble. Just humble yourself. That, that That's great advice, man. And you also rap about being a vegetarian, too. Like, how did that health choice come about, man? And, and, and what's that what's that been like for you? It's a beautiful struggle, man. That's it. It's a beautiful struggle because you struggle because you're in the world of carnivorous things. And I don't like anybody what anybody does, you know. But for me, changing my eating habits is vital and essential to my way of living and my creativity, you know, like basically putting dead things in my body, you have dead fast thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't mean, and I'm not trying to be um, any above anyone or anything like that, but that's just for me purposely. I need life so I can speak life, you know? Speaking as, as a fellow vegetarian there, man, too, like, do you have any trouble at, like, family gatherings, the holidays, when so much of, like, the, the food is really, like, meat-centered? Um... Yes, but I don't really celebrate any holiday. But yes, just normalcy of visiting family. But at this state of my life, they already know and I already know. Either I eat before I come or I bring what I want to eat to the situation, you know, or find something that's agreeable that they cook, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, 
just find, you know, balance and humble, man. It, it's still dealing with the eight. Find, find balance, you know, you know, like find balance in anything that you're doing. Even, even, even visit your family. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we know, we know there's a cookout, a summer cookout. You know what's on the grill, so bring your own things or pre-made or you know, or bring a salad that you know you're going to be eating. You know, just add on. No doubt, man. So you, you've done so much great music, man. Over, you know, over the past decade or so man like and i know you're not slowing down so so what's next for you man um as we speak today um i'm finishing another project with dj priority um we had our first contribution together was the album we did tut talk tut talk yeah we did that album it's in my catalog um or that ep rather we're doing another ep well it should be, by the time this comes out, it'll be done um, for a 2024 release. Claw Connoisseurs 3, the, you know, the third part of the trilogy is uh, is finished. We're in the mixed down stages. I'm, I'm looking, I, w- I was ready to put a project out for December, but I'm just going to, you know, nurture pillars all the way through to the next cycle, you know? And I'm working on a collective. Like, my next, one of my next projects won't be um, it won't be with one producer it'll be a collective of different producers and uh, there's another project that's strictly on my website it's called Maroons with myself and my Angels Inc. brother Jabatan and that's produced by Joel's White from uh, Louisiana that, that album is phenomenal that, that project is probably the best project I've done this year in, in the last couple of years um, called Maroons with a Z and that's available. That's good. That's getting ready to be on all streaming platforms. November 28th or the 29th. Uh, so I have it on my website for strict order, but now I'm getting ready to put it on streaming platforms. So that's the things that's coming out. They'll be ready. 